Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Angelina, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Excited to have you here today. Uh, excited to talk to you before we got started to know a little bit more about you and how you've kind of expanded your, you know, outlook in life and how you've determined kind of the direction that you want to go with your career and how you've really made multiple different streams of revenue from one interior design focus, actually. So welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So um, it's definitely a a broad question. Um, I'd say, you know, everything's trial and error. I feel like everything in life, whether that's like, you know, a job that you're going through and, and just finding your way and knowing what you're passionate about. So for me, that was interior design. And I think that it took a few things for me to realize what I enjoy and um, just how to get here. So super happy um, with my business and and, um, the outcome. And, And of course we're growing every day. So Super exciting to see where we're going to be going in the next few years. Well, I think it's really interesting how, you know, you, when we were speaking before, you were kind of telling me how, where you started and then where you are now and how you've kind of changed directions a little bit into mm-hmm. a new focus. And then now you've really kind of found where you want to go. So I think it'd be interesting for everyone to hear exactly you know, the thing is you really, it seemed like you only got into interior design about a year ago, and then you've expanded to the different like parallels of what you can do with interior design. So before we get into that, I kind of like to, if you could explain to everybody, how did you really get from doing what you do now, which is doing interior design work for residential, hospitality, Airbnb, helping with the, you know, lead generation and uh, everything as far as it associates with that. And then how you actually got to that point, actually, I think it's a really interesting story that you could share with everybody. Yep. So I actually, so I had a a day job before here. Well, not day job, but it was like a um, remote nine to five. I had a few of those. I bartended a bit and then COVID hit and COVID was, I feel like was a point for all of us to look inward and kind of figure out more about ourselves since we were isolated a lot more. So COVID was a turning point for me and realizing what I enjoy, you know, being stuck inside is, is definitely tough, but if you, you find something you like to do, then, then why not do it? So That was a point when I realized that, you know, I have a passion for design. That's something, you know, my father always pushed me to use was my creative eye. So um, realizing that I I started Villa 22 Designs about a year ago and um, with the Airbnbs, the hospitality section of it, it's great because, you know, I'm also in real estate. I have a property management company, so it all kind of loops together. So I can sell you your home. I can decorate your home and I can uh, manage your home as a rental. So it all all comes full circle. Um, And that started when I moved here to South Florida about a year ago. So um, I'm super blessed and and happy to be where I'm at. And, you know, of course, growing daily. So I think it's awesome. The thing is you, you built on things that you enjoy 
mm-hmm. things that you know you want to get involved with. So you kind of cast a really wide net over what you actually want to do. So with casting that wide net, as far as residential, hospitality, Airbnb, interior design, management, and you have your real estate license, that's awesome. They're all really all really very interlinked, interconnected. Mm-hmm. Is there one particular direction that you think you want to take it or like keep having like build each stream of revenue? Because I think that there's different, you know, people would say that it's, you know, there's a, a one way where you just keep towards one path and there's one way where you keep towards building each one of the paths. Yeah, I, I could definitely see, you know, sometimes people say like you can't get as much out when you're focusing on many different things. But I think when it, with these, um, businesses that I run and, and that I'm operating is it's a bit different because they do all connect. So um, I think for me, the design, my Villa 22 designs is is the way you know I, I see myself growing in in years to come. So and I think the Airbnbs and hospitality portion of it is something is a way to um, you know build the revenue stream and and have that for for my family and and you know what I mean just make passive income. So I think that that's important as well to, to build up. So listen, I think that it's, you know, being your own realtor, having the interior design eye, we were talking about this before about how, you know, if you have the ability to really design and make spaces warm and inviting, especially with the Airbnb, it's really how things are perceived. You know, there's a feeling when you walk in the door, there's a feeling in photos of where you're going to stay and location. Of course, location is always important. But it's also, you know, value is driven from what you perceive. And interior design really does heavily flow into real estate value because it's what you perceive that the value is of the property. It doesn't actually mean that it is the actual value of it. It's what you feel that it is. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's a way to showcase whether you want it, you know, just just getting a vibe of the space and how you want to portray it is super important. There's a lot more to design that People think like it's just aesthetically pleasing stuff to look at, but there is functionality of the room. There's there's um just like what you want to do in the space and and how you can maximize it to its fullest potential. So there's definitely a lot to to consider with that. And I think that's it's super fun to work on, but it's also, you know, it's it's a challenging subject, you know, when you walk into a room and it's a big space and you're like, so what do I want to do here? But what do they what does the client want to? complete in this place? What do they want to do? So um, it's a lot of fun to do and I love it. And I think, you know, for real estate and for hospitality, it's, it's, it all, you know, links well. So I think so too. I think it's, it's really cool that, you know, when someone recognizes that you have to design things based upon what the client actually wants. So if Mm -hmm. you have something that is a restaurant, a residential, an Airbnb, there's a certain type of person that you're playing to, whether it's a theme or a style or a price mm-hmm. point. You know what I mean? These are all different right. things that you have to obviously, you know, dissect and understand, you know, what are you actually trying to achieve here? You know, I think some people discount the importance of actually interior design thinking that it's like, oh, well, it's just, just, you're just out stuff <laughs> and it's yeah. just, you know, you make things beautiful, but you mm-hmm. actually make something actually you can actually, if you do it well enough, have more value than actually what you put into it. Right. And the thing is, the value is long-term, actually. It's not like something with interior design, you have to just Mm -hmm. keep changing over and over and over and over again. One of our companies, uh, Coastal Gardens, works only on Palm Beach Island. 
So okay. we see some absolutely outrageous homes. And, you know, there is one thing to be set up. There is not a lot really changes. Like everyone mm-hmm. does major improvements, but, you know, there are timeless things that you can do that do stand the test of time that are true beauty and opulence. And they fit the character of the, of what you're trying to do versus trying to make something not what it is. And sometimes when people do things on smaller scales or people are trying to make things nicer than they need to be, they take things out of proportion is kind of what I'm saying. And they don't mm-hmm. try to make it fit the actual space, you know? Right. It's like, I want this. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have this. Sometimes it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's super important. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, super important to work with your client on delivering what, you know, what they want to complete in the space. Like I said, to the functionality, um, it is like an art, just like anything. That's something you have to, you know, work towards every day. And, and, um, I get inspiration a lot from Instagram and and magazines and stuff, but you know, there's trends that come and go, but of course, like you said, it's, it's important to make sure that it has timeless elements and you're working to the client's design and, and style. So it's a lot more than just, you know, what meets the eye. It's, um, it's, it's really understanding who you're doing it for and building, you know, adding personality into their space. That's going to be for them. So. So I'd like to move into now. So you're from Philadelphia. You now Mm -hmm. live in Fort Lauderdale. So what is the biggest difference and why did you move actually? Because I think, you know, a lot of, you said that during COVID, you made a lot of different shifts in your life and changes. Mm -hmm. And I think that it actually, you know, having some insight on exactly why you made the change, where you chose to actually live. I think these are big things that I think could actually help people, you know, understand about like maybe why they should maybe make a change in their life specifically, possibly locationally. Yeah. (laughs) So I moved to Fort Lauderdale from Philadelphia um, about a year and a half ago. And I love it. It's the best thing I've ever, best decision I've, I'd say I've made in my life. And I think everyone needs to move out of their hometown and it definitely gets you out of your comfort zone. You meet so many more new people and South Florida is just like a cesspool for like everyone. So you're meeting people from across the world and, and people from different States in the country. And, and there's just so many opportunities here and, and it's great to, you know, experience that, experience different cultures. And of course, Philadelphia being a city also, there's different cultures in there as well and and ways to get out. But I think South Florida, limitless opportunity and and people to meet. And that was a big decision maker in moving here is just wanting to explore new opportunities and and meet new people and kind of get out of our day-to-day, you know, every weekend going to the same restaurant or same bar and um, just seeing what was out there. So I came from St. Louis, Missouri, and I Mm -hmm. moved to South Florida. I didn't have quite as much logic as you did, thinking about all the different (laughs) land of opportunity that South Florida could be. I moved here for my brother and uh, to get to know him and to possibly get to be into business with him and just see where life would take me. Yeah, A lot of the things that you're saying do really resonate really well with me. Because I reflect back, like I go back to St. Louis, maybe like once a year to see my family. I'm excited to go back uh, for New Year's. My grandmother's going to be 95 years old. Oh, awesome. I'm going to throw her a party, actually. So I'm excited to to be there for that. And, uh, you know, when I go back there, I don't feel the same level of excitement and growth, Mm -hmm. opportunity, and uh, limitless amounts. Mm-hmm. So I know that obviously if I lived in St. Louis, Missouri, 
it is a big city. There's downtown. There's all the different suburbs. There's a lot of opportunity. I have a brother that that um lives in St. Louis still, and he does extremely well there in like a home restoration and remodeling business. But here, there is just something about it is you have zero excuse to achieve and be exactly who you want to be because mm-hmm. there's so much opportunity. And then the opportunity in South Florida specifically isn't like other areas where it's circled around a certain type of industry where it's like, oh, this is tech. This is mm-hmm. this type of industry. It is really just, there is all sorts of different people, all sorts of different businesses, home services, internet businesses, design, construction, you name it, it's out there. There's plenty of customers that are out there for you. And people are just constantly coming here too, to where they're not looking for a specific niche of something. It's not like it's like the age group of 20 to 30 that are moving to Florida. It is a group of like everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to get actually like my whole family to come down here. So, you know, all different ages. And um, I think it's great. South Florida is like, besides opportunity, you know, there's so many people coming here and starting businesses and starting these communities. And I think it's important for, even if people are just starting to move down, they're able to get involved into it. So, um, you know, there's, like you mentioned, any business you're in, you'll find your niche, you know, you'll find where you belong. And that's all, that's great about South Florida. You know, it's always sunny here. It's always, um, the hustle and bustle is always going. It doesn't ever slow down. And no, um, it really doesn't say, say in the wintertime, a lot of people go back. It's not that mm-hmm. many people that really go back, honestly. No, I, I was actually like- just back in Philly for two weeks. And like you said, it, it's, it's so different when you go back to your hometown, it feels gray and it feels it's cold. And, and it's just, you know, you're like, well, not it is gray, cause Philadelphia is like St. Louis in the wintertime. Yeah. It's, it's physically gray. Literally. I know. And I'm like, I miss the sun. Like, where's the palm trees? I mean, I need green. So I'm happy to be back, but um, it definitely puts things in a perspective for sure. You know, I think you have to find, you know, I think it's part of one of the important things in life is that you have to figure out like what actually can kind of keep your, your tank full, so to speak. And some people that is being around their family is the absolute utmost importance. Some of them is physically their, their, the opportunity some people, it is um, their friends. Like you have to kind of figure out what kind of feeds you specifically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I definitely think that mine, mine shifted, at least for me, where I definitely came here for family and mm-hmm. I wouldn't move because my family's here. But if my family moved, not like my wife and my kids, but like yeah. if my family moved, I would still stay here. This is where I'm supposed to be. Right. I, this is This is like the home point. I agree. You know, I talk to my boyfriend about that all the time if we're like, we want to get a a house in a different country somewhere. And we always say like, this is definitely a great home point because you can always, you know, South Florida, like we said, year round is just, it's beautiful. And it's close enough to Philly, close enough to so many points of the world. You know, another thing that I think that South Florida particularly has to offer, and I think that people don't really explore this option enough, is Mm -hmm. my brother and I uh, developed a group in Palm Beach. It's called the Top of Mind Business Professionals. And we handpicked a dozen different business professionals in Palm Beach specifically that were all mainstay people that have been there for absolutely ever, who are the largest stone companies, real estate agents, uh, interior design companies, uh, management companies, property management, pool companies, so on and so forth. Mm. And I think that it's something that you know people don't realize the power of 
networking and how people really are looking for more human connection. So to me, it was interesting that, you know, our top of mind group that we created, it was something that you wouldn't think, you know, you think of Palm Beach as like the elite elite. These are yeah. all the people that have the literally the most amount of business, the most amount of sales, have the best types of customers. Mm-hmm. But the, on that particular island, there are no groups that are like that. And the thing is, is that I think most people defer to like just, you know, there's a local chamber of commerce and something like that, that, you know, you can have your own group. But I, I think that, you know, we chose to go our own route of making our own group because you are your network of people. So yeah. our network of people, you know, sometimes you have different people in your life that aren't maybe exactly where you're at. So you almost have to make your network sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. really chose to make our network that one particular business up there to be a real estate agent that does hundreds of millions of dollars to the only stone company pretty much used on the island to one of the, you know what I mean? Like all these different people. And it's amazing that, you know, working with these people, they're just like everybody else. They're looking for business still, mm-hmm. they're very hungry. They want to have fun. They don't want to take everything so damn seriously all the time. And um, they want to really be able to trust somebody. So yeah. I really strongly suggest people that are out there to really invest a lot of time in working on their network to actually have a real true referral network of people that you can actually, actually, actually trust. Because most people really don't have as many as you think. And the yeah. people that they do trust, the level of trust really is a lot lower than you think also. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree that that's great. Um your sphere of influence is so important and people today tend to shift towards social media. And I think it's, it's great that you've created that, um, that network there because then you guys can just refer out, you know, different for different businesses. And I think that that's great, you know, especially for you're saying that Palm beach Island doesn't have so much of that. So that's amazing. Cause then, you know, you get your referrals and, and in certain industries, it's, it's hard to generate leads, you know, besides, networking. So you're basically selling yourself and your business and and that's super important. Well, you know, you're you have to build trust with people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen overnight. Right. And just by proximity that uh, you did one thing that somebody liked, you have to be constantly in front of somebody's face on a regular basis. Like yeah. why 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 do you think that you should deserve this business that I can refer to you? Because if I give it to you, how do I know you're actually going to perform? Right. Yeah. I see it a lot in real estate too, is, is people, you know, buying homes and they tend to just go with someone that they're friends with and it's, and then, you know, they don't perform. And then there's kind of like that, that miscommunication there. And, and it's important to build the trust and the value with them. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, uh, Jeff's son is in mm-hmm. real estate actually also, and mm-hmm. he is 26 years old. He is one of the top people in his office for real estate. He's doing absolutely amazing but he's you know doing everything so unbelievably consistently with his newsletters he's on a radio show 850 WFTL AM on Saturdays um and he's doing all of these things to keep building that trust aspect and the trust mm-hmm. doesn't really come just because it's like oh i know Evan sells real estate so i'm just going to refer him to anybody the fact that he does all these different newsletters and his Instagram and the radio show and his actual performance of what he actually does, it's like, it's a no brainer that I would obviously refer him, but that's what all business is. It's mm-hmm. constant, constant, constant 
exposure work and process exposure mm-hmm. and earning earning Definitely. the right to get that business from the person. It's not like you're, oh, well, you know, this person deserves it just because they're my family or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I I definitely agree. So it's all about value and and selling yourself. So. So what would you like to say to anyone who's looking to get into the interior design, um, remodeling, hospitality, residential, like, what would you like to say to them about actually getting into this type of business that you're in actually? And like, where would they even start? So starting was, I would say that's the easiest point is, you know, taking your business plan down and, and turning it into reality, just, you know, finding your niche and, and what do you want to design residential, commercial, hospitality, how are you going to do it? You have to have the softwares in place. That's super important is to have like your day-to-day systems um, and it doesn't need to be super expensive starting out. I started on Trello, you know, Trello cards and, and organizing clients and, and my workflow. And then from there, building that up. So scaling super important because then get a client, then you just throw them in your system and then you work with them from there. It makes it a lot easier. Um, I think it's also important to, um, if you have a passion for it, do it. And if you have a passion for something, you'll figure out how to do it. And that was how it was for me is I feel like I kind of just threw myself in this industry. You know, a lot of times people in the design industry have been in it for forever and it's tough to get into, you know, people want you to volunteer and, and work all these long hours and not really get paid. And I thought, you know, why not just start my own business and super happy. I did. I would say the most important thing is just get your workflow going again, market yourself and your business and really just put yourself out there and get uncomfortable because the only way you're ever going to learn is, is, through those experiences where you're uncomfortable and you're forced to grow through them. I think that's why it makes sense for you. The fact that you have all these multiple streams of leads, we actually would say they're, they're businesses, but they're also leads right. into funneling in with what you actually want to do. Because yeah. that's really kind of how you designed it, where you want to have your interior design is the core part that you want to keep developing, but mm-hmm. you've figured out ways where, you know, I, if I just do interior design, it might be difficult to find people only for interior design, but if I do things that need interior design for all those different clientels, it feeds into having more of a portfolio, streams of revenue. And then obviously at some point, you're going to figure out like, this is where my customers are going. I'm going to possibly stop doing this. I'm going to start doing more of this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like a lot of people the past few years have been leaning a lot more towards hospitality and Airbnb. So that's something that I've been pushing a lot here in South Florida. Um, I'm in a lot of Airbnb pages and I've actually, you know, decorated like most of our Airbnbs, if not, if they haven't already been done. Um, So I think it is a great, you know, point to start at where I can, you know, offer the management side of it, as well as, you know, taking your headache away and designing the space as well and, and just operating it from there. Well, not many people who have the artistic mind have the business mind also. So it seems mm-hmm. like you have both both covered because I think that most people would pick just one thing that they want to do, mm-hmm. and one type of client that they want to do, and they just don't want to do everything because it is yeah. mm-hmm. a lot more work and a lot more effort to obviously try to help residential and hospitality and do uh, rental Airbnb management and design and sales and marketing with all of that all encompassed. So Mm -hmm. I think that you're, you're almost a unicorn in the sense of that's really (laughs) how people should be 
Like they should be like, you know what? I want to make sure I can be successful at what I want to do, which is interior mm-hmm. design. If that's what you want to do, you have to make sure you give yourself the best opportunity, the best opportunity. Right. And I'm creating that for myself. So it's yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. I think more people should take note of that because it's like, you can't just like, you know, what the first business that me and my brother brought to, bought together was a tree company. So just because I like landscaping, you can't like landscaping. You have to like management and leadership and sales and estimating and networking and collections. Mm-hmm. Paying. Like you have to, you have to be able to facilitate all the skills until, and then get to a certain level that you can actually do more of what you want to do actually. Right. I look at it as just like picking out your strong points. And um, I think for me, I think women are more um, like task oriented. So I think for me, doing these businesses is, is um, not difficult for me to juggle because, you know, like I mentioned your workflow and then um, just knowing what you got to do on a daily basis and setting that schedule. So I think that it's easier for me to follow my, my workflow when I have, um, when I have like all these tasks to complete, you know what I mean? And just keeping myself busy. So um, just play to your strengths. And I think that's, well, you have a brain that's very, everything's in its, in its line, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, all, it all gets lined up all together as I'm literally it's using all it. just up here and it needs to, you know, yeah. done. Yeah. But th- it's funny because, um, my boyfriend, we, I've been with him for over five years. We've been together. We moved to South Florida together and he's the same way he does, um, debt and equity, uh, commercial real estate. He's owns a mortgage company. So we're kind of like all in in-house, like you know, one-stop shop. So it's like, you know, he's my mortgage broker for um, my deals and and we work together on the hospitality. And so it's kind of just full circle. That's cool. I mean, listen, it's like you're a, you have shared values in your household, but mm-hmm. you're in different lanes, but you obviously get to share the same different interests mm-hmm. because they definitely overlap. That's definitely, I think, a, a good recipe for success for you too, it sounds like. Right. Yep. Yep. So we're, we're just working on um, expanding now. Um, getting more hospitality, getting more Airbnbs and, and um, rental properties in the area. So that's, that's something that we're working on building is our, um, we want to be like, you know, South Florida's top boutique luxury hospitality service, you know, and we're offering concierge services with the Airbnbs and, and we're doing a lot to put ourselves out there and stand out. Well, you definitely always have to obviously figure out ways where you can add more value. Mm-hmm. What would you like to leave everyone with today as far as, you know, where to go next? You know, I think something that would be interesting for people to listen to is you moved here a year ago and you've developed now this company. You have you have a partner with you that is your boyfriend, but you have a partner in really helping feed that as well. I think mm-hmm. you've given a lot of value to everyone listening of different ways that you can have multiple streams of revenue, you can stay organized, and you can obviously surround yourself with different people that can help feed your dream also too. So what is the next thing for you? I think that's the best thing to start with uh, or to, to end this conversation with. So the next thing for me is growing my design business. That's definitely what I'm most focused on and what I'm passionate about. So doing that, and I think it's important for me. And the reason I do these things and what led me to become an entrepreneur is getting out of your typical nine to five and and building my own business. So we do all of this for time. You know, people think we do it for money, but time is money. The reason you you work every day and and you do all this is 
you know, you're getting paid, but what do you really want to do with your time? So it's important to, for me and my boyfriend, we share these values and we want to build up all these businesses to be able to take care of our family for generations. So um, that's why I do it. And I think that it's important to make sure that you're putting in the time now and you're spending it wisely. So that way in the future, you know, you can convert that into creating, get, you know, generating the money to create more time. Well, I love how you actually wrapped it up with exactly what the truth is. Mm-hmm. So it's always all great, fine, well, and good to think that be like, oh, well, my time is super valuable. And like, I want to make sure that I live this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hypothetical balanced life. And I don't want to work the nine to five. But the thing is, though, is that everything relates to sacrifices and structure and organization and a plan. And the mm-hmm. thing is, there are short-term sacrifices you have to make and you might not make the right decision. So you might it might be longer than you think, actually. But you have to be on a mission to make sure you get to where you want to be. But nobody's certainly entitled to get where you want to be if you don't actually put in the work. Yes, you said that well. Yep, (laughs) definitely. Well, I I definitely live that way myself also too. Mm -hmm. I will say something as a a larger business like me and my brother have right now, there is a different um, ebb and flow that you don't realize after you get over the first wave, so to speak, because... Mm-hmm. You know, for us in our business, there was tons of time that was put in, tons, tons and tons and tons of time and effort. And our income was extremely high. Mm-hmm. And then as we started to add management, add value to our customers, grow our business, develop it, do more gross revenue and sales, have more offices, so on and so forth, our net worth has gone up, but our actual income has significantly gone down our value of time and what we do has gone up. So it's it's not an even scale of running up, at least how right. it's been for us, mm-hmm. which is interesting where it's another interesting mechanism of time of that, like you're not really done. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, because to get definitely. the actual value of the time that you're getting back, you have to see it like on the whole horizon. It's not just mm-hmm. on, oh, well, I you know worked this many hours, I generated this, and then now I've have this many houses and then I make this. Right. It's It's not just like, yeah, it's not just like all like straight cut, like you said. Yeah. So it's, it's just taking it day by day and, and, you know, control the, control the controllables is, is what can I do today to help my business grow and, and just look at it from a bigger perspective and and where you want to be. And I think that's, you know, the best, the best way to go and, and stop, you know, you don't need to, like you said, you may be making more or making less, but your business is growing more that's how it is, you know, and, and being in South Florida, there's like so many opportunities here. So um, that's why you have to focus on your goal. Like what is your actual goal? Yeah. And if you get to your goal, the money is associated with your goal. Cause obviously that's how you probably came up with it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to own X amount of dollars in real estate, if you want to sell X amount of dollars in real estate over the lifetime, if you want to have a company that has 50 different people doing interior design underneath you, whatever your goal is, your goal is the output that you're wanting. So the thing is you have to make sure that you keep focused on the goal, not the output, because the output doesn't actually match all the time. Because like I said, for for us in the beginning, we were doing a ton more, making a lot more, but then it dipped down because we were investing more into the company and management and structure but, mm-hmm. but the actual revenue and dollars of the company has grown and the success of the company has grown. 
So we have to make sure we keep staying on the goal, not on the fine points, which is, you know, the net and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, to um, do certain things to get certain places. So, you know, for me, that was also when um, I got loaded with three Airbnbs at once and I had to set them up to operate them as well as designing them all. So to keep in mind, one home was five bed, five bath, or two of the homes were five bed, five bath. And then another one um, was like three bed, three baths. So it was like designing all of those on top of um, getting the workflow going with them and, you know, registering them with the Broward County. So it was a whole lot on my plate. And I think for me, it was, you know, with Villa 22, I want to do, you know, a lot more residential. I think that that's what I have a passion for more and more um, like contemporary, eclectic, modern style, like luxury style. But for me, that one was a lot more like tight. It was a lot more tight budget for those and and more um, like tropical styled home. But like you said, you know, sometimes you have to, it's stepping stones, you know, you got to work with what you get and, and you'll make it to where you want to be. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it was great having you on the podcast today. If you could let everyone know where they can connect with you, it'll be in the show notes also, but please let them know where they can connect with you if they need help with interior design advice, real estate, Airbnb, where they can connect with you. Yep. So I'm on Instagram. That's mostly what I've run my pages through. Um, Villa 22 Designs is my design page, listed with Lena as my real estate page. Um, and then my main page is just Lena underscore Bobina. So I just run all of them through through different pages. And um, my yeah, Airbnb Bobina, actually- Banana Fana Fofina. <laughs> yeah, right. actually, that was like my childhood name and I just never changed it. I tried to change it once and everyone was like, why did you change it? So I had a- Well, I hope my, I hope my daughter's name's sick. I call her, her middle name is uh, Lou. So I call her Lutsky Bootsky. Oh, see, that'll end up being her Instagram name. <laughs> I hope so. I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Let's it's original. It's cute. I love it. <laughs> so thank, thank you, you so again much. for being on here. It was so great having you and uh, look forward to catching back up again with you and seeing where you take your company. Amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.